Welcome to Hope Talks Podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. You can also search for our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn. We would love your feedback and invite you to take a short, anonymous survey. You can find the link to the survey in the show notes. Welcome to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Pastor Margaret Michael. And uh, today we have my dad, Pastor Kerry Willis, with us. Dad, how are you doing today? Well, uh, all is well. All is well. Hope you two are doing wonderful. Oh, we are. We're getting to do something we enjoy. Yep. And uh, a few years back, uh, Dad and Pastor Margaret wrote a book um, with the help of uh, Brian Charette called Showing Up. Kind of the premise of that is presence evangelism, showing up. And uh, so we're here to talk about that book today. And uh, I'll just throw this out there. And Dad, if you want to start, and then Margaret, if you want to follow up. uh, What was the idea behind this book? I know, but for those listening that don't know, what was kind of the premise and the idea of writing this book, showing up, the idea of presence evangelism? Well... I guess I'll start. Honestly, um, this book came out of uh, practical ministry needs, I believe. Um, I was pastoring there in Virginia. Pastor Margaret had been on my staff for quite a few years, and uh, she was the evangelism pastor, uh, is what we called her. I think maybe she still uh, moves into that title somewhat, but uh, uh, I felt that Margaret uh, could use a curriculum uh, in the evangelism work that she was up to. Now, what I mean by that is uh, Pastor Margaret is a curriculum in and of herself when it comes to evangelism. Uh, But I thought if we could put some things on paper uh, that she would have a curriculum uh, to share and to teach and to train others uh, in simplistic a relational evangelism is really what's going on. The sense of the presence of God living in us is really everything uh, from my point of view when it comes to reaching others for Christ. And so uh, kind of, you know, I've always called this Pastor Margaret's book. Um, I've written a couple other books. I wrote the first book, which was Relational Leadership, which is really kind of has the same DNA of showing up. And then I I wrote another book with uh, uh, Dr. Brian Charette, The Stress Factor, Finding Rest in an Uneasy World. And I always kind of called that Brian's book. (laughs) First one I called my book. Second one I called Brian's book. Third one I called Margaret's book. Here's the reason why. I would have only written the first book in my lifetime probably had not been for these two ministry partners of mine. Um, Brian really was the driving force behind the stress factor, and uh, Pastor Margaret was the driving force behind showing up. And so um, that's kind of how it all started, Grace, and I'll let Pastor Margaret chime in and fill in the gaps I might have missed. Wow. Thank you for sharing that, Pastor Kerry. I'm sitting here looking at the cover of it and just looking at fertile soil um, with the words showing up coming about out of the soil um, when I saw that, it just resonated so deeply with me um, 
because honestly, people showed up in my life when I was lost, and um, the Lord also showed up, and Amen. you know, um, with the scripture that I had um, learned as a little girl about the parable of the sower, and so um, he just in my car one day came um, and spoke over me. Uh, the parable of the sower just kind of opened up in my own life, and I laid my life against that scripture. That day in the car with two little babies in the back seat, um, Sydney and Olivia were really young at that time, and I realized that I was not fertile soil, as the cover of this book would appear, but very hard ground, rocky soil. But what will I do? And I realized there have been some people showing up in my own life. Um, three people from the same church inviting me to the Nazarene Church on Roosevelt Street, which is now here um, on the corner of Port and Boyers. And those things really impacted my life. Um, and then the pastor of the church, Pastor Carey, he continued to show up too. Um, I was a little bit of a mess when I showed up at the church. Um, but in all of that, the power of presence become something so important to me early on and still is today. Uh, and I just think in our world today where we are, this is such an important message for believers uh, just to know what it means to show up and to be present in people's lives and allow the Lord to speak. Um, as three people showed up in my life and continued to let me know they loved me, there was a place for me to be a part of the body of Christ, and they let God speak to me. And, man, when he did, he convicted me, and I knew exactly the next step that I needed to take. Yes, Pastor Margaret, uh, you talked about people showing up, and that's the title of the book, and presence. Uh, and, of course, we want everyone to know that it's the presence of God in us. Uh, our presence <laughs> can make little difference, but God's presence makes all the difference. And we show up as sanctuaries of his presence. Amen. And many times we're not even aware of what his presence is accomplishing through us. Um, and that's the beauty of it. You know, God <laughs> doesn't let us be aware at times of what he's performing through us, uh, because we have said yes to his presence indwelling us, even enthroning our lives. I want to go back quickly and say uh, one thing about the three books. Um, all three of the books that have my name on them have the same exact thrust. I mean, they're, they're the same. For example, if I were to tell you what the first book really is about, it's about relationship over religion. Uh, the second book is about rest over stress. And the third book is about presence over performance. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think evangelism by nature <laughs> has seemed so overwhelming to the common Christian, you know, uh, that uh, they just didn't know how to get their arms around it because it was based a lot on performance. And people would say, well, I'm not gifted that way. I could never do that. 
But when you realize it's not about your performance, but it's about his presence performing in you, uh, then it really releases the believer. I heard recently, I believe Alan Hirsch made the statement, there is no such thing as an unsent Christian. Mm, (laughs) Uh, So the idea is when we are sent out as his witnesses, and the whole difference is that his presence now has engulfed and dwelled and been enthroned in our lives, and we just carry him into the world. And that's what Pastor Margaret was experiencing uh, when she was working as a hairdresser and uh, two or three people who attended our church, praise God, I'm glad for that. Uh, they just began to have conversation, take interest in Pastor Margaret. But what they probably didn't even realize, that was Christ mm-hmm. reaching through them. We call it prevenient grace, but it's the presence of Christ was reaching through her customers uh, to draw her into his presence because he loved Pastor Margaret. And he knew that Pastor Margaret, quote unquote, in her own words, was in a mess or quite a mess, or whatever how she says that, uh, because we all were a mess, you know, until the presence of God got through to us. Mm-hmm. And I believe that this is where evangelism has to find its root. If we don't start here, we'll be a mess probably in the whole evangelistic process. Uh, and this way, God gets the glory, you know. Uh, it's not glory for us, That's right. but yeah. it's glory for him. Yeah. So uh, I want to reemphasize how presence overwhelms our performance. It's holy presence over human performance. Now, we partner with his presence, but we never forget that he's the senior partner <laughs> and we're the junior partner. And uh, that is, I think, Pastor Morgan, I don't know about you, but I think that's kind of the heartbeat mm-hmm. of the idea when we say how the power of presence is reshaping evangelism. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not a new thing, but it's returning to the basics of evangelism, which without the presence of God, uh, my friend Bill Wilson says, there will be no change. Only the presence of God changes us. And I watched your life, Pastor Margaret, and I continue to watch it from a distance. But I watched the presence of the Lord change your whole life. Mm. Uh, and it's a beautiful thing. Uh, and it gives me hope, gives other people hope, of course, gives you hope. Yes. <laughs> but uh, to watch his presence transform your life has been you know, one of the great, <laughs> great opportunities of my life. Yeah, and uh, as I'm thinking about uh, this book and kind of the idea behind this book, I think about, in another sense, if we show up, if we make ourselves available to God, then He can use us. The same as if we show up. We don't have to be qualified or have to have any particular, you know, we can share our testimony with people. It can be simple. It doesn't have to be. But just either of you, uh, maybe... Pastor Margaret first, and then Dad, if you want to follow, just any stories about how this idea, um, and you can talk in generalities, you don't have to use specifics, but just uh, how this really practical stories that you have about this showing up idea. There is such freedom for me. We talk about people say, well, you know, I'm not cut out for that. And there's this freedom when we 
allow ourselves to be filled with the Spirit, we are we go into a conversation. And I think sometimes we can go, oh, what am I going to say? How am I going to... And during the conversation, we're trying to figure out, instead of listening, we're trying to figure out what we want to say, you know? And it's a really powerful thing to be able to listen to someone and allow the Holy Spirit to speak into what he would want us to say to that person. And maybe in this day and age, uh, we have some really strong feelings about a lot of things. Uh, Just go on social media if you don't believe that. But it's really different when we sit down across the table with a cup of coffee, a, a meal, breaking bread with someone, and we listen um, not to respond with where we want to respond from, but respond from what the Holy Spirit would say and how, because we don't know the whole story. We've never walked in someone else's shoes, and it's just a, at that point, you know what, we can't. We can't have the conversation, right? Like people say, well, you know, I can't do that. Well, none of us can humanly, <laughs> right? Like, because we are, right. <laughs> we are not the Holy Spirit, um, and it's a very different conversation. Um, if I'm not speaking from my own bias, what I think, but allowing the Lord to use me to love, um, grace, and truth. Have grace and truth in a conversation. Amen. Uh, definitely. I think uh, the whole idea of showing up was not our original title of the book. <laughs> uh, the publisher pulled that out of our wording throughout the book. I had used that, I think, in one or two paragraphs. Um, I love the idea that if we show up, God shows off, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the idea of showing up, we originally were titling the book Presence Matters Most. Mm-hmm. Uh, which has kind of become the mantra of my ministry. Um, but the idea of showing up, it's like we come tenderly into someone's story to learn it, mm-hmm. you know, to, yes. to hear it. I think one of the greatest questions that you can ask in the presence of evangelism uh, mode, if you want to call it that, it's really more of a lifestyle. One of the first questions is, Tell me your story, will you? Uh, help me to feel and to know where you're at and where you've been, uh, what you're sensing in your life. And I have learned that when you begin asking people to share their story, uh, you immediately gain credibility um, with them just by listening. And not listening to necessarily have a comeback because we know what we're going to say. <laughs> you know, I, I love the bumper sticker. Jesus is the answer. Now, what was your question? I mean, whatever they answer, we're going to give them Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have no one else, need no one else. <laughs> uh, that's where we're going to leave them. We want to see Jesus take over, capture their story, you know. But we have to kind of begin by knowing their story. And not only knowing it, we don't just ask to hear it to hear it. We ask to hear the story to know it, to know the story, and so we can care. We can place compassion in their story. And I think this uh, really 
allows everyone who who loves the Lord, who is a Jesus believer, to really take part in evangelism. I mean, Acts 1-8, Jesus gave really a command, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, that can be rendered, uh, reigns within you, and you will be my witnesses. So the sense is we're ambassadors of Jesus. We really have no message of our own. Uh, an ambassador of a country, if you're the ambassador of the United States and uh, the president asks you uh, to go to a foreign country, you don't go with your own message. You go with a message that your commander-in-chief asks you to take. And so uh, we already know what the message is. We've been given the message. And hope has a name. His name is Jesus. And we're trying to place hope in a seemingly hopeless story. And uh, that's where evangelism begins, and sometimes that's where it ends, uh, is this with this idea. I've met a lot of people who are mad at church, and I've been mad at church myself, you know. Uh, I've met a lot of people that, you know, they wouldn't give you a plug nickel for what they would call institutional Christianity. Um, And so a lot of people have trouble unraveling uh, religion from relationship with Jesus. Uh, I haven't met anyone in my lifetime yet, I'm sure I will, it could happen today, who's mad at Jesus. You know, when I start to talk about Jesus, people don't recoil and, you know, uh, run the other direction. uh, Because he's a real person. He came, he bled and died on behalf of Father God. Uh, The only thing he really did for us was die for us, (laughs) so we wouldn't have to die. I'm talking about a separation from God kind of a death. And um, now some people who don't understand Jesus and they have him wrapped up in all that institutional, you know, religion, um, it takes a while. They need to hear uh, more than one time probably about who Jesus really is and who he is to us and why he came. One of my favorite lines is Jesus did not come to earth to start a new religion. (laughs) Uh, He really came from my view of the Bible to restore broken relationships. That's why he came. We were children of God. Uh, We went the other direction, left God, and we couldn't get back to him on our own. It's called sin. And Jesus said, Father, I'll go, and I'll be the bridge uh, that they can cross over and come back home. And uh, so it really doesn't get any more complicated than that. Now we have to turn from sin and turn to him. So when we encounter people who are walking in darkness, we want to gain their attention to the light and have them turn from that darkness and begin to walk in the light. And so in some sense, Pastor Margaret, I think we kind of take their hand Mm -hmm. and begin to walk with them out of the dark place they're in. Uh, Just to have someone with flesh on, it's been said, to walk with them on behalf of Jesus. So these are some of the things that, you know, we all have experienced if we're believers, likely. Uh, I know every story is different, and every story matters. But, you know, my mom and dad, Lady Melba, Captain Billy, they really were the truest disciplers in my life. And that's what you would call, really, a presence evangelism person, is someone who's trying uh, to get the discipleship <laughs> journey underway in a person's life. 
but you have to get them to turn from darkness and turn to light first, you know. Uh, but then we go on and make disciples. And so my mom and dad, they loved me unconditionally. Uh, they tried to direct me into the paths that they thought were correct. I didn't often take them. But they continued to pray for me and to love me and to encourage me toward Jesus. And eventually it paid off. And thus I say longevity is the greatest convincer. Now, I want to say something lest we forget it. I don't think we should begin any kind of evangelism, especially presence evangelism, friendship evangelism, relationship evangelism, unless we begin to pray for the people that we want to have an eternal impact on. Uh, Because as we begin to pray for them, uh, the Holy Spirit understands that we're not doing this to get another notch in our evangelism Mm -hmm. belt, you know. We're not keeping count on some whiteboard uh, somewhere of how many people we've led to Christ. Now, if some people do that, you know, that's your thing. Go for it. Um, But I cannot tell you how many people I've led to Christ uh, because I think that the Lord will do the calculating. You know, Uh, he's the one who does the total, and that's not up to me. I can't even tell you how many funerals I've done. Some pastors can. Hey, I admire that. I can't. Uh, I can't tell you how many weddings I've performed. Uh, there are things I just can't tell you. Uh, I guess I could go to the courthouse and figure that one out if I wanted to. But the idea is I think that love keeps no record of wrongs and keeps no record of rights. What we're doing every day is we're starting over in presence of evangelism with whomever God may bring into our life. And um, yesterday's gone, you know, tomorrow may never come, but we have this moment today. So here's the thing also about presence. Not only do we pray, but presence evangelism is about the present. It's about living in the present, not living in the past and not living in the future, but living in the present. So whoever I encounter this day, I mean, after this call, my wife and I kind of have a date. We're going to have a meal together. Uh, Probably the first person I'll encounter today will be a waitress or a waiter or a host or a hostess uh, in a little restaurant we're going to go to. It could be one that we're already <laughs> building relationship with. It may be a new one. I, I, wherever my wife says, that's where we go. But the idea is uh, showing up. I'm getting ready to show up after this call. And whoever the Lord put in my pathway is an eternal soul that's going to spend eternity either with God or without God. And today, because they encounter me, a carrier, a sanctuary of the presence of the living God, he can begin something or continue something in their lives simply and profoundly because I bring him in to their circumference. I bring them in to their circle. Um, And that's a, a real hopeful way to live. I don't know about you, Pastor Margaret, but some days the thought of what I'm saying right now is the only thing that gets me out of the bed, you know. It's like there could be one person waiting. Maybe it'll just be a smile. Maybe it'll just be a kind word. I don't know what God can do with just a smile and a kind word, but I see it all as seed, all as seed. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a really funny thing. I don't even know how to mention it, but I'm going to because I got another message this morning. Uh, Pastor Margaret, your district, you know, I'm on the Philadelphia district. 
um, and Pastor Marcus on the Virginia District. Y'all just had your district assembly, you know. Yep. And uh, it's a weird thing because there are a lot of people in the Virginia District that I have built relationships with, and I continue to be their friend. I'm not their quote-unquote leader, but I still am a friend. I'm a friend of Jesus. I'm a friend of theirs. And so this morning I got like, I don't know, maybe it's a sixth or eighth contact of somebody that said, Pastor Kerry, uh, at the district assembly this year, your name was mentioned four or five times. Uh, the first person who sent it to me said, I've been in the assembly for a few hours. Your name's been mentioned four times. Well, here was my answer. Well, I hope Jesus has been mentioned at least five. <laughs> you know, but I have no doubt that that's not about me. It's about me understanding that it's not just Carrie that shows up when he comes in people's lives. It's Carrie carrying Christ. And if I didn't expect that to make lives different, I ought to find some other life to live, you know. Uh, so I take that, of course, humbly, and uh, it's a little a bit embarrassing if I make it about me. But I'm a carrier of Jesus. That's who I am. That's what I do. And so if people have seen Jesus in the past somewhere in my life, uh, they are witnessing, I guess, in some way that what Christ did through me, they still have not forgotten. And that's the way Jesus works. <laughs> that's just the way he operates. Mom says, my mom, Lady Melville, she called me one day. She said, Carrie, I want to encourage you with these words. She said, there is nothing God cannot accomplish through your life as long as you will not touch the glory. That's what she said. And I said, Mama, I don't want to touch his glory, but I sure want to see his glory. <laughs> and she said, amen to that. So I'm really kind of worked up because this is why I live. This is the purpose of my life. This book showing up as a culmination of relationship rules, uh, the idea of relational leadership, the first book, uh, finding rest in an uneasy world, that stress factor book, and, and this book showing up, uh, Presence Over Performance. Actually, this has been the most successful book that we have written, I think, it's the one that has made its way into Bible studies and, you know, uh, that kind of an idea. Uh, and I'm so grateful for that because the first two books, <laughs> I, I look back now and I realize were probably just stair steps so God could have us write this curriculum where any believer can pick this book up. And I'm not in the book selling business. I'm pretty sure I've probably given away as many of these books as I've sold. <laughs> uh, so it's not a big deal. Uh, we're not trying to sell books, but I will tell you this. I'll vouch for it. I've lived this book, and I'm still living this book, and I'm here to report that it works. Yeah, Pastor Carey, I'm just sitting and totally agree with you as I've been listening. And, you know, the power of presence, um, it's so important when we are meeting with unbelievers. But this idea... This is how we live our life, at home, within the body of Christ, and in the world. So there are many opportunities to extend um, what Jesus is saying in us. You know, when we walk in a room, the room should be different if the Holy Spirit lives in us. It should be different. It's not about us walking in, right? But it's about walking in with 
the love of Jesus, whether the person is a believer or unbeliever. This is just on my mind today. There is a a lot of conversations that um, are hard, that are happening in our world. And if Jesus lives in us, wow, like I want to, and I I don't have it all right, (laughs) that's for sure. Um, The Lord, um, I said the other day, you know, we're all a possibility of a miracle, right? Because of the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So we're all work in progress. None of us have arrived. None of us will arrive until glory. But we have been given such a beautiful gift that Jesus would show up in our lives and send the Holy Spirit to live through our lives so that when we have divine appointments, whether it is with an unbeliever or a believer, that we are always mindful of who lives in us and who we are representing. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. We pray that it was a half hour of hope for your life, as we had part one of a two-part interview with Pastor Margaret Michael and Pastor Carrie Willis as they shared about their book, Showing Up, which is about presence evangelism. We plan to play part two of this interview in two Sundays on August 13th at noon, right here on 1470 AM and 102.1 FM WBTX. We also would like to invite you to join us next Sunday at noon as we have our new worship pastor, Jeanette Berge, joining us to share her testimony. May God bless. Hope Talks is sponsored by Church of the Nazarene Harrisonburg in partnership with Sunshine Ministries. Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Hope Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe for updates in the latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg-Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.